Hey, what's up, Fine Scale Freaks, and welcome to episode 94 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. 94. Yeah. Who played hockey with the number 94? Oh, man. That's a crazy one. I know somebody has. You know, it's you know Dan Pugach is listening, going... It's this guy. You dummies. It's a you Boston. Dummies. He plays for Boston. <laughs> He'll send us another card. Um, Man, I can't think of anyone. I'm looking on hockey reference. Oh, I'd be betting. 94. 94 damn episodes. I'm about tired of you. Wow. You back? Me too. I'm sick of you. And, All right, and that's in how many? How that's a year, almost two years. Yeah, it's not ninety-four straight weeks, but you guys know the drill. All right, uh, Derek Bugard won. He Bugard won War, war ninety-four. That fighter, yeah, uh, Brendan Shanahan. Oh yeah, Shanny War ninety-four. And for the Whalers, some other numbers too. Ryan, I'll run through it real quick. Bugard, Sergey Ber- in. He played for the Capitals in 03. Uh, Nicholas Deschamps yeah. De, De for the Capitals in 14. You never heard of him. Never heard of him. Samuel Girard. Alex- they must have all been Capitals. Alex- they just- <laughs> yeah, 94. <laughs> and all the new guys got to 94. And when they, when they shit-canned him, they got a new guy. And they go, yeah, 94. They You're the 94 him, guy, man. You don't want that number. Oh no, he just got ninety four. He'll only be here for another week. The last guy that had ninety, yeah, the last guy had ninety four. Made it two mu- two months into the season. We traded him for a bag of guy. They gave him ninety four. We traded the, three. The last guy got traded for a bag of pucks. <laughs> what are we uh, gonna? Maybe we'll get water bottles from this guy who's ninety four. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, cool. Um. So, yeah. Enough of that. Hockey time is over. And now it's time yeah. to talk about some modeling. We don't have any new patrons this week, but we sure do have some awesome patron questions. And actually, I wanted to give credit to the one patron question from Jake Johnson. We are going to turn his patron question at the end of all of the questions into our topic of the week because it was just too it, there's just too much comedy gold in there to not have it be the topic right. of the week. So I will do his first, but we're not going to answer his first. We're going to do that next as our uh, topic. But as always, if you guys want to become a... And eat it up, campers. Eat it up, because the next they will, well, we'll have four a, weeks at so, least, the next four weeks, we won't, you, we're going to have a guest. So you're not going to get this... Dog and Pony Show with Todd and Brett. Well, we're gonna do. uh, We're gonna go back to the old uh, questions format, where we're only going to accept one question per patron for when we have guests. So we got like four or five weeks in a row of guests coming up. So you don't have to listen to our nagging, stanky voices for another week. You'll actually have someone else on the show next week, and in continuation for the next five weeks. So uh, when we do questions again um we will when we have a guest we're going to go back to the old one per person um and we're going to try to go through them a little quicker because we want that we want that person to be able to get what they need to out we want them to be on the show so anyways here we go we're going to do the questions and then we're going to do this week's topic this week's topic is a question um we were originally going to talk about something else but we pulled an audible last minute because jake johnson's 
subject was just too, it was too good to not turn into a, a topic. So share with us your biggest workbench disaster, spills, damage, ruin projects, etc. He says, I mixed some silicone for an intern demo at work. It was a warm day and the silicone was curling while I poured it. That's what not to do. It was cure. It was cure. I'm sorry. Curing. He was curing while he poured it. So, um, we did talk about on an episode one time, uh, our worst modeling disasters, like the popsicle stick building that I made. And my dad's had his own dollies thing and a couple other things we didn't really like. We talked about modeling disasters, but we really never talked about like workbench disasters. So, that includes like spilling paint or making a mess or knocking. Oh, this is the only question we got. No, I'm just going into this week's topics, and then we're oh, going to okay. go into the question. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So Jake's yeah. question is this week's topic. So because um, okay. it was too good to pass up, but this week we're going to be right. talking about our working disasters, like if you ended up wearing paint or whatever. So we got some comedy gold in some of these things because it's like sometimes when we're working, I'm sure you guys are the same way. It's like the Three Stooges down here. And uh, just funny stuff happens. So, oh yeah, that's the topic. We're going to run right into the patron questions of the week. And then we're going to start talking about our fun. We're going to have fun with this episode. And we're just going to be candid and just tell us the most insane, funny things we've done messing up while we're working. Knocking shit over. You know the deal. So, uh, let's do the questions quick. And then let's get into having some fun with our, our workbench disasters this week. Uh, as always, right. if you guys want access to be able to answer us, ask us questions, and as well as do the contests and giveaways for the patrons, uh, as well as our patron-only content, we did put a new patron-only podcast episode up on Monday, um, so we'll be doing another one next week. We do those every other week. Um, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash HOScaleCustoms and join in on the fun. Plus, you get access to our Overtime at the Bench Facebook page, or Facebook group. So... Questions. Scott Horgan, how do you manage projects like how do you manage projects like I have two layouts to build, one for me and one for a client, and live stream or live steam locomotives. I'm working on just the Oh, I think there was supposed to be a period in there. He's going into everything he's working on. His live steam is two layouts. How do we manage pro- multiple projects like that? I think that's what he's asking. So Can you reread that? His, it's like a big run-on sentence, Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do you manage your projects? <laughs> like, I have two layouts to build, one for me, one for a client, and live steam locomotives I'm working on, just to name a few. Okay. I think he meant to say, like, how do okay. you manage projects? Here's what I'm working on. But it was like a big paragraph. Oh. But uh, I like the, I like the right. question, but... Uh, so how do we manage them? I have, um, obviously, we are, I'm doing patron builds. My dad's working on um, a couple things at a time. We have the layout. We got family life. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just kind of talked about this many times. Like, I work on what I want to the last couple. It's kind of like actually. what I want to work on when I work on it. You know, right. it's, it's not a job. Um, I don't know. And if we make it a job, here's one of the things I always thought of. Now, now this is a good, this is a good subject because, you know, one of the things that we talked about was, you know, what if, I've had people ask, you know, to build professionally, not, Right. Can can you you know can, I put can, something up there? Put can you make something for me? Whatever. You know, it happens on Instagram a lot. You know, when we put up on Instagram, I get people from you know wherever, um, all over. And they'll go, they'll, you know, they'll see it. And they'll go, hey, how much? Uh, could you make that for me? And how how much would that be? How much how much do you want to pay? How much do you want to sell that for? Well, I really, I really don't want to sell it. 
is <laughs> I'm making it for my layout. Right. You know? But they, they've asked, and so then it, it starts wandering through your mind. You know, should I do this? You know, I obviously they, this person thinks that it's credible enough that of of a of a build that uh, you know they'd be willing to pay for it. So so now I'm thinking to myself, hey, you know what? I mean, I can make some money doing it. But yeah. then I have to think of myself, and then it becomes a job. How much am I gonna? Am I gonna? Yeah, am I gonna still love doing it? I don't know if I would, and I don't know if I want to ruin it. Uh huh. This is my passion. Yeah. You know, I don't want to take my passion. Now, don't get us wrong. There's we, a lot of people who do it and and are good at it, and well, they still, you know. Well, there's yeah. that, and we also we kind of we kind of monetize our hobby in a different way through the advertising on right. the podcast, or right. I'm sorry, on the website we have advertising, and we do mm-hmm. um, we have a, with the Patreon helps to pay the show, right. but we do have a right. little bit of extra over there from the ad revenue. You see, you guys see we have ads on the website, right. so we are kind of monetizing our hobby, but just not by building. We're doing it in a passive. Right. It's a passive way, I, um, right? But I would. I don't know if I can. I I'm like I you. Feel good about. Doing I don't. That. I don't want to feel. I mean, we may we have some builds for our patrons, and that's fun because yeah. we get to know our patrons over some time, and we get to kind of personalize a project for them. That's different to me. But the right. the if I had to take in a client, and I this is some people love doing it. Jason does it all the time. Um, I know we've talked to some other people yeah. that have client builds. That's what they do. They love it. Many, many of our guests have yeah. done it. Yeah. And, but for me, I do, I'm, I'm going gangbusters at work all the time. I'm going gangbusters with family life and doing this and that. And I talked to you on the phone just before we right. started. I'm been right. busy all evening working on stuff for family things. And right. the last thing I yep. want to do is have pressure to come down here and then have to work again. Um, now I know we have to do the yeah. podcast, but I think it's fun cause we can just get on here and bullshit and you and I like to bullshit. So, uh, yeah. it thought that's not right. hard, but the, I think you're like yeah. me, the instant that there's like a time sensitive thing on it, it's like, ah, oh, now I have to go downstairs and do this or I got to go in the back right. room and do this. You get home from work, you get home from work and you're like, ah, oh, I got to go in there and I got to build. Yeah. yeah. And, and we were, here's and, the other, here's the other pressure. Go ahead. I was gonna say I was just gonna say we were even offered to do a, a pretty substantial project for uh, not model railroading but for a historical s- setting, um, yeah. a big big right. big uh, layout, but uh, without trains, it would just be a big diorama, oh, a, a diorama, huge diorama, a, a Civil War diorama. Oh, yeah, we don't need to go much further into it, but we were offered to do a right, pretty substantial. Right thing and you and i weighed the options for quite some time until actually to the point where they reached back out and said are you guys interested or not and after talking right. again you and i were both like ah, we just don't we don't we have the time it's not my thing man. we have the time but then yeah. it just would lose it would lose its we just don't want it to we want right. it to do it for us and it, and it is selfish but at the same right. time we got to have a hobby to get our mind off of everything else so I know that really doesn't answer Scott's right. question, but we kind of devolved into that. Um, but that's really it. How do we manage our time, though? Right. We do it when we want to, yeah. and we do it when we have fun. I know there's oftentimes I'll text you and say, I'm so sorry I didn't get to work for a couple of days, but I'm going downstairs in the basement. And you'll say, dude, whatever. Like, you're busy. It's a hobby. And you say yeah, that. You, you keep telling me that. You and apologize I, for it. I know. You but, start apologizing for it. You make me mad. Yeah, but I feel bad because you're going gangbusters on this stuff. And I'm like, I want to work so bad. Yeah, it's, but, oh, yeah. And, and I'm really not. You know, lately I haven't been going I'm probably not apologizing. I'm really not apologizing to you. I'm kind of apologizing 
to myself Yourself. by saying sorry to you because I feel like ah, I really want to get down there and work yeah. and I, I feel so bad that I haven't and I got like all these creative juices flowing uh-huh. but then sometimes at the end of the night it's so hard because we've just been doing so much all day and yeah. it's like ah, I'm done. Anyways. There's the other. There's another pressure that comes with that. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to talk about real quick. The other pressure that comes with that is this. I am confident that whatever I make, I make it for me, and I know it looks the way I want it to look. Oh, yeah. Okay. I start making it for somebody else. The whole time I'm making it, I'm going to be worried to death. <laughs> Self-conscious. going to be good enough. Don't look at that thing. Don't look yeah, at this one. and then what if they complain? What if they go, oh, I don't like that. That, 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 that sucked, and we don't like it, so I don't want to pay, and you spend all that time on it. Then, then yeah. what happens? Then I get pissed because now I got stiffed. And, uh, and then if I get stiffed... I'm not gonna hate. I'm gonna hate somebody for that. Then I'm never gonna you do know? another paid bill sorry, again. I'm sorry. You know me. I'm gonna be angry. I'm gonna be angry. I'm not gonna like that person no more. And I don't want it to be that way. I want to have friends in this hobby. I don't want it. This is a hobby, you know. And, and that's yeah. I'm mean, making a business. Then I gotta sit there and I gotta worry about whether or not, you know, while I'm making it, I'm gonna go. Oh, I don't know. It might be a little too dark, you know. Oh, maybe it's not weathered enough, and well, maybe they're expecting it to look like something else. And then when you send it to them, you you're like ah. Hope they like it. Hope they like it. And if they if they do get it, and they you know they I get it and they don't say nothing or nothing, then I'm gonna be worrying when I send it. That's whether they liked it. That's did they probably, say they liked it? Did they really like it? They, or they just say, well, "Will I ever hear from them again?" You know, I, I don't need yeah. that kind of. Or bullshit, what's worse, you know? what's worse is they'll just give you the answer like, "Thanks, it's nice," and it's like, "Wait, what? That's it?" Yeah, yeah. I just worked for this single for a month, and that's all I got. <laughs> like, I and I think way too much about that stuff. And I'm like you. I probably got that from you where I will overanalyze like every, if I make something for someone, I will yeah. overanalyze it and be like, wait, did they mean that yeah. for real? Or are they saying that because they just want to be nice? Yeah. Or did they maybe they didn't really like it? And then I sit there and I worry about it when I, I'm being stupid. I shouldn't worry about it. Now, that really doesn't answer the time no. management question, but really we just work on it when we want to. No, no. But so, all right. We need, in the, in the- we need to move on to the next question. We've spent Let's like move on. Move it 12 on. minutes on this question. So what? All right. Go ahead. Dan Pugetch. For most of fall, for most of us, fall is here and winter is coming. How do you two winterize your workbench? This could mean storing paint and products Well, Dan, products we got to do that in under 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way our winter, the way our weather is, we gotta answer this. Well, <laughs> well so I just, up. I was, just, right. <laughs> oh my god. It's so, podcast, damn it! If we want to go longer, if I wanted to go two hours, I'm gonna go two. Hell, we gave two hours to Dave Ferrari. We gave two hours to Howard Zane. If I want to go two hours long on my podcast, I'm gonna do it. I get it. Okay. So sorry, I said okay. anything. All right. Uh, so how do we how do we winterize our well you your is, is in a spare room so you're you got heat and heating and cooling. I winterize it. Winterize it. Oh, you wear a hoodie. Yeah. Well, well down here. So so my my basement. Um, I think if my basement didn't have a garage door, it would be perfect because um, right. it wouldn't be bitter ass cold all the time, but. My basement has a garage door, which leaks some crazy amount of air because it's an old house. So, um, <laughs> how do we winterize this down here for ba- for the winter, Dad? Well, we have a, a, a. I'll tell you how we do that. We put on the layers and we get some coffee, and 
And yeah. You, and you, you got a curtain. <laughs> the curtain. The maroon the curtain from the basement. Yeah. And uh, that helps. <laughs> well, okay. So, we so, need a sliding piece of paneling that we well, can slide. I actually us. was that thinking. So, nice. what I was actually thinking about is getting uh, some two by fours and sealing off the one half of my basement um, and putting a door yeah. and put a door in. Uh, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Like when you come down the basement stairs off to yeah. the right where the lawnmower and stuff is, right. that first section just yeah. put a little wall in there. It don't have to be great. Just some plywood and two-by-fours. No, that's great. Um, but yeah. anyways, how do we winterize it right now? Right now, Dan, I got a curtain, and it's a, it's one of those. Um, it's, a, well, it's actually not even a curtain. It's a uh, it's a blackout shade that we don't want in the house because it's ugly. <laughs> it's a blackout window shade, but it's an insulated one. So it's so it's insulation, yeah. right? It's like insulation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my guess. my dad my dad will my dad will say like, hey, we're gonna work uh, next Saturday. So then Saturday morning or Saturday about two hours before he comes over, I come downstairs and I turn the heater on and I pull the curtain yeah. across the doorway. And uh, it tra- my theory is the curtain traps the heat, and I heat the yeah, basement up. And, I- and it does honestly. That little curtain will keep this this end yeah. the, the end of that we're working on. It It'll keep it a good ten right. degrees warmer. But um, right. And and here here's the thing. Then I get bitched at because I when I go, it's on like a curtain rod thing. So when I open it up, apparently I discombobulate how it's set up there on the. Oh, every time. Curtain rod. Every damn time. And, uh, and, you know, so, because uh, I'm clumsy, I got to tell you. And when we get into today, into our main topic, you'll understand. But uh, I have a tendency to trip over everything that's laying around. I run into things. I'm, I'm terrible. I could, have, uh, I could have, like, uh, a piece of foam, like the insulation foam that we use to make the base for the layout. Constantly, I, I could have it laying up. Against the wall, three feet away from my dad, and I'm thinking, all right, yeah. I I'll walk before you come over. I'm thinking, all right, what are all the things he's gonna trip on? I'm gonna move them, and then I move them all out of the way. Right, everything, everything's out of the way. At, le- at least enough for at least like enough it. for me to walk through and be like, this is fine. You you won't trip. Well, what do you do the first second you walk in? You knock the one thing over that I didn't pick up because I didn't think it was in the way. It's four feet out of the way, and somehow your foot swung around and hit it. It's like you got a Gumby leg, and it just swings out and hits the one thing I don't. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. I don't. I don't get that. I'm, uh, you know, I spent most a good portion of my life teaching people how to skate and play <laughs> hockey, and I'm, I'm a I'm a very skilled and graceful no, skater. No, no, it's not, and it's not. And, it's not something that's usually like. It's not a bad thing. It's always like a re- an extra no. piece of foam, and it gets caught between your feet, and you kick it halfway across the yeah, room. So, I'm like, it's once I hit that room, I turn into Mr. Uncoordination Man. We also I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's like put as I put on a cape like Superman. I go in, I'm, except I'm the guy who. I think I know it. what it is. You just get so excited that work that you're like a kid. You just run in like, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm here. And that might you... be it. That might be it. I'm like running around in a hurry <laughs> and I'm trying to get things done. Uh, you know, because I only got some time. But but yeah, the bottom line is, it's um, you know, I'm a clumsy oaf and. Uh, <laughs> well, it happens. The way it is. That's not. I, there's a there's a trash can in his in his. Oh yeah. Now. 
with a dented lid. It's a metal trash can with a rounded <laughs> top lid. And I thought, oh, you know what? I was down at work. I need to sit down real quick. It's one of those stainless steel trash cans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And my and my ass put a dent in the top of it. It did never come out. And um, when we- I sat on it, I only sat on it for a minute or two. <laughs> and I got up, and it was this dent, and I'm like, oh, man. And I'm trying to push it out. It won't come out. So Brett took a giant permanent Sharpie marker and wrote... Todd's ass made this right over top of it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that was that was pretty interesting. That's kind of um, a hint towards so, our clumsiness, but but as far as winterizing, yeah. Dan, um, it's just the yeah. night. It's a we got a I got a nice space heater down here, top of the line, yeah. top of the line space heater, and um, can't get a better space heater than what we have. And <laughs> oh, well, we had another one that was better. It which, wasn't necessarily better. It was more unusual. Which one? We used to have one. Oh, the lamps. The light. We had these giant. <laughs> okay. Well, that was before. Had. That was before we upgraded before, my lighting. Now, now we're gonna really freeze this summer because that was nice and we had that. Well, that was. Um, I mean, this but yeah, but last winter I had the lamps too. I mean, That's I know. True, no, yeah. last it's winter like, I had the fluorescents. Yeah, so we before, light, before in, I upgrade, before I upgraded the, uh, the lighting, and I actually put in like. I went out and we bought nice lighting. We went, we actually got like, we spent yeah. a little bit of money and we got some nice fluorescent lighting. Yeah. Uh, we put, we put one, two, three, four, five, six, six, four foot by two foot. Now you know somebody's going to get on here and go, oh, well, you should have got truck lighting. Well, and you know what? Kind of bulbs and you can go <laughs> pound a big ass <laughs> pile of sand if you're going to critique my lighting. But what I did yeah. was I went so, to, yeah, I went to Lowe's and I got, the four foot long with two lamps, yeah. two fluorescent lamps, and I went and bought the um, the. We put shitload of them up. We put well, I got twelve lamps down here, twelve bulbs, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got the uh, what the brighter the 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 natural light, not the yellow one, not the warm light. Right, right, right. Got the natural light. It's not yeah. the kind that looks blue, but it's like pure white. Um, the higher yeah. the it higher really the higher temperature stuff. one. It's like a pure white light. Um. Got that in there, but before we did that, and this isn't really winterizing, but well, I'll get back to how this was winterizing. So before we had that, we had two, not one, but two ceramic-based pool chain uh, lamp, like just the light bulb screwed in the ceramic base hanging from the ceiling, you know, the kind of thing you got in a basement, really high class. So we had two of those. One of them was broken because my dad kept smacking his head on it, and the other... And you, remember, you had that one down. We're gonna think I'm a mess. We had that one down by the wharf. Oh, I don't know how many I broke? I broke balls. I broke <laughs> we we would break glass down oh, there, oh, like okay. So we had every other weekend. I was down here putting new light bulbs in because your head would smash a light bulb. But so we, I had that. But they hung lower. Basically, I didn't have any glass in my. So head. the new fluorescent yeah. lamps are recessed up in the ceiling, thankfully. So my dad can't hit his head on them. Yeah. But. But so we had yeah, we had two good. two pool chain lamps and remember we had a table lamp in the middle of the layout without a lampshade right. on it we had, we took a lampshade off of it yep. and we just turned yep. that on and then we had the yep. we had those Dewalt um the Dewalt work lamps the big giant halogen lamps and I had it clamped <laughs> I had it clamped to the beam in the ceiling uh, above the layout. And that was our heat and too. In the winter, that was our heat because those winter, things get hot as there. shit. I had to move to Harbor. Yeah, I had to move to Harbor, and I would be sitting there, and I looked down at Brett, who's down there shivering at the other end, <laughs> and I'm up there, and I got like sweat dripping on my forehead, 
And I'm like, oh, well, remember? like, great, I get a suntan, too. Remember those things would get so hot that the, it would melt the Mod Podge? It would make the Mod Podge oh, yeah, sticky. Yeah. But yeah, it so, was, yeah, it was so that's what we used to have for lighting uh, <laughs> and heat. It was a lighting slash heat source for, in the winter. But uh, right. thank God right. we upgraded because the lighting now is like, I don't know how we ever worked in another shit. Great. That was a good job. So yeah. anyways, that's kind of a lighting slash winterization um, tool. But or winterization yeah. story. Now we just have a nice heat. We have a, I have a. You know what I should do? And I looked at getting into this. Getting yeah. one, Dad. They make those uh, wall heaters, electric wall. They're like a. They go into the. They're for like garages or basements like ours. And they yeah. they tap con into the wall, and they're a heavier duty, wall heater. Might not be uh, a bad idea to get something like that. Uh, they make they make gas ones yeah, too. Yeah, might but, not be a bad idea. Um, anyways, we'll yeah. figure that out, but, but we you have like, a, like baseboards. No, 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 no. It's like, a, it's, it's like the size of my dehumidifier. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. But okay. they, but they fasten yeah. to the wall and they put, they got electric coils in them and they pump heat out through them. Now for the, I know normally oh. they would be expensive to run if you had them in your house, but for the couple hours a week that right. I would run it down the basement, a little shop heater like that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but we so could bad. figure something out like that, but. Anyways, that's how we oh, winterize. Um, also, I just wear extra layers and bring some coffee down. Right. So, next well, question. <laughs> Ron, and you make good coffee, by the way. I, yeah, I love my... You know, you know what the best coffee is? Five o'clock coffee, yeah. Italian roast. Right there. That's all you need. <laughs> or eight, It's either five o'clock or yeah. eight o'clock, but I think I have Folgers now. You know what Folgers. I started doing? Huh? You know what I did, actually, this what? week? This is a side note. Um, um, this is, this episode has no direction, by the way, this episode is an absolute shit. It's going to be a shit show to this weekend. So, uh, just buckle in, buckle in for the ride guys. Cause this is going to be a fun episode. Anyways, I actually, we got some stuff. We, got some stuff. we do, but we're going to be all over the place tonight. This is going to be just a fun, yeah. just screw it episode. We're just going to just, podge. we're just going to rant. Podge. It's a Mod Podge episode. There we go. Mod Mo- the Mod Podge episode. Mod that, podge. That's the, that, that's the title of it. I'm gonna write that down. Uh, anyways, so I don't, think, I don't even think it's no, I don't think it's Mod Podge. I think Mod Podge is just that stuff we use. I think it's Hod Podge. Oh, Hod, a Hodgepodge. Yes, Hodgepodge. Yeah. There we go. The Hodgepodge episode. Yeah. All right, that's the name of this week's yeah. episode, guys. Yeah. All right. So something <laughs> I did different because I was having trouble falling asleep when I would drink coffee and then yeah. come down and work because I I would make a pot right. of coffee, get my cup, take it down to work, and it's nine o'clock at night. I'm getting ready to work. Um, and I was out of coffee the other day and I thought, man, I do, I do drink coffee. I'm not like, I am kind of a sociopath. Like I'm not a sociopath, like a psychopath where I like the taste of just black coffee. I like just black coffee. I don't, I I do. do I don't like anything in my coffee. But I like, I just like to drink a coffee. It doesn't necessarily have to be for the energy. I, sometimes I just like to have a coffee. So. You like the taste. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, the other day I'm out of coffee. I went to Target to go get some coffee, and I saw decaf there. And I was like, I'm going to buy a decaf. So I bought a pound of regular coffee and a pound of decaf coffee. So that way in the evenings I can make a cup of coffee but make it decaf, and it's still good coffee. Um, I bought a pound of Starbucks decaf. Um and it was like five bucks a pound or whatever. But so, uh, 
now in the evening I've been drinking decaf coffee and I'm not up till one in the morning tossing and turning and trying to go to sleep. So yeah. I never did that before and it's just a stupid idea, but sometimes just having that coffee while I'm down here working, even though it's decaf now, kind of just gets me in the mood because I just like to sit down and have a coffee. So now my evening thing is if it's late and I want to go downstairs and work, I'll just drink a decaf coffee and bring it downstairs. So, And it's kind of got that placebo. Right. When I'm drinking it, it has that placebo effect. I think I'm getting my coffee and my caffeine fix, you know? But yeah, in reality, yeah. when, once I get tired, I just fall right asleep because I wasn't drinking all that caffeine like in a regular coffee. So that's right. it. That's a little side thing. I just... Uh, I realized sometimes when I would come downstairs and drink a whole bunch of coffee late at night while I'm working, then it's two in the morning and I'm still laying in bed, like flipping and flopping around trying to go to sleep. So anyways, that's it. All right. Ron Piskel, Ron Piskel has a question. Do either of you use a headband magnifier or a bench top lighted magnifying glass when you are painting detail parts? Yes, Ron. Um, actually we, I have a helping hands. Uh, with the clips and the magnifying glass, but I also got a. Um, you've seen my new Otlight Dad with the uh, the magnifying yeah, glass that folds yeah. out. I've been using that actually yep. lately. I've been using it for some yeah, of the. I have one as well. I like that. I've been using it on some of the detail parts right. for my Sassin Vinegar Works kit. Right. And I'm just I, saying, I use I use, I use one. The, I have the head. Yeah. I have the Optivisor um, that I use. And uh, I like you, the optimizer. You, it's not lighted. Mine's not a lighted version. Do you, it's just an optimizer. Is that, I have enough lighting on my workbench. So I'm not worried about that. So, Yeah. Do I use it? Yeah, I use it a lot. I use it pretty much all the time well, when I do fine details. Whenever I'm not doing a Facebook Live, I use it <laughs> because I can't do it and then do Facebook Live and look at the camera yeah, and that at right. the same time. I can't do it right. and answer questions. But... Um, whenever I'm doing fine detail things like like figures or vehicles or um, any of the small cast metal parts that type of thing, um, if I'm doing them by hand, of course you know always doing them by hand. Um, I definitely have the Optivisor on. It helps a lot. I, I love it. It, it. it really helps me out, and uh, I can I can hit details and areas on it that I could never touch. Right. Uh, even with the magnifying glass. The yeah. Big, I had the magnifying I, I have a different eye light with the magnifying glass, but yeah. yeah. But you also have different so. a, your eyes your eyes are also of a different age than mine, so um right. you need right. a little more help. So. I'm just kidding. Anyways, so yes, we both we both do use magnification and light. Um and both of us are I think are, yeah, I think you almost want to. Both you of know? us are pretty big advocates of ot lights. If you can get your hands on some ot lights, uh, yeah, I, I love them. And also, uh, the ot, every now and then you can Sorry. use a Michael's coupon and get your ot lights pretty damn cheap. So, all right. Yeah. Next, there's Jake's question, but that's going to be the rest of our podcast episode. Dazzy J wanted to announce that it is going to be summer soon in Australia, and I'm definitely 100% jealous of you, Dazzy. But uh, also, if yeah, you suck. Yeah, what the hell? So actually, funny story. I'm running. I've Don't been tell us that. We're getting ready to go in the winter. Well, I run with a guy who's from New Zealand, um, and I accidentally called when I first met the guy. His name's is well, I'll keep his name out. But anyways, I met the guy from Australia. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, from New Zealand, Dazzy. Dazzy will get a kick out of this story. Um, 
he's been running with me. He comes to the local running group. I, I he's been there since about July, June, July. Uh, and when I first met him, I just heard his accent, and to me, I thought he was Australian. Well, I asked him if he was from Australia, and he got all offended. He's like, "Well, I can't believe you called me that." Or, "What are you from the south?" Like, or "What are you Canadian?" Like, he tried to make a joke back, like, "My act." Apparently, we have an accent. And he was like, "What are you from Canada?" And I was like, "Oh man, dude, I didn't mean. I didn't know. Like, what do you mean you're from Australia?" He's like, "I'm from New Zealand." He's like, and then he lightened up. He was just joking, but he said like. You know, New Zealanders don't want to be called Australians and vice versa. Like, they don't want to be identified as each other for some reason. It's this whole this whole thing. It was just funny. And he went into this big rant about New Zealand versus Australia. And didn't you notice the Kiwi? Oh. Didn't you notice the Kiwi tattoo on my leg and this and that? And I was like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal to me, whatever. But it was just funny. He was He just was telling me how he came from winter there and it's summer here and then his family's there and it's turning summer there soon and i was like that's the craziest thing i've ever heard so for christmas they have a barbecue outside like they they're outside and it's hot for christmas isn't that weird it's hot for christmas whatever it's pretty bizarre man they go outside and have a barbecue but oh i think it's cool i would love to do that because that means i wouldn't have to shovel it winter but then i'd be shoveling in july and that doesn't sound fun at all so that does not sound fun. Maybe they don't get snow like we do too. So, Dazzy, let no. me know if you get the snow like we do in North America. But anyways, I'm curious about that. But his question is: If money was no object, what would you buy or do to your workbench and layout room? If money was no object, hmm. I know what hmm. I'd do. I know exactly what I would do. Not 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 buying kits. Not buying model railroading stuff but buying stuff for my workbench yeah i would buy those um they're made by closet made but they're made for basements and garages um we sell them at work yeah where i work the one company i work with sells them they're garage and workbench organization things from closet made and it's not the closet made stuff like the wire racks and all that things. It's actually like heavy duty. No, I know what you mean. Workbench and garage stuff. Cabinetry. Yeah, but it's like cabinetry, but heavy duty versions, and they're they're right. n- they're nice. I would deck my I would deck the walls of the entire way down my bench down my model model railroading half of my uh, basement with that stuff, top to bottom, no doubt. Spit it out, George. What? I said, spit it out, George. I would deck out my entire work area with completely top to bottom. Ow! What do you mean? Shit. What? I was, I was sitting on this stool. What the hell just happened? My, my toe hit. My, my toe hit a toothpick. <laughs> what? I must have dropped it on the floor earlier. Ooh, man, that sounds painful. No, no. You know what I'm thinking. Like <laughs> Not like you were talking about. Not like you were talking about. This okay, was on the, okay, on the pad of my... This was on the pad of my... Ow! Should I tell him? Okay, should I tell him the most I'm cringiest good. thing in the world? No, or okay, not, I will. No, I'll leave good. it. I'll leave it off the podcast. It's definitely bad. Not. It involves a toenail. We'll yeah. just say that. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Uh, so if money it's was a torture no- method, yeah, go with if, it. Go with it. All right. Start. So it's not even a torture method. It's just this is what I thought of when you said toe and toothpick. This is oh man this. Oh, if you guys are squeamish at all, 
Just yeah. skip like 30 seconds of this. Yeah. Imagine if you had a toothpick. I'm not even going to say it. No, I'm not even going to say it. Not going to say it. Moving on. It's just, <laughs> no, it's going to be bad. Okay. Toothpicks right, right. and toes shouldn't match. And what you just did just got me all squirmy. And, yeah, it wasn't ugh. like that. No, it wasn't like that. All right. Yeah. Just so, use, use your imagination. All right. We're going to move on. This is not the time for that. If money was no object, I would deck my area out with the that that high-end, like, yeah. closet made uh, or the high-end storage workbench. Not even workbench. I love my workbench. I don't think if I was a millionaire, I would trade in my workbench because I love it. I got, I've got graffiti on it. I've written on it. I wrote HS... I actually wrote HSC, HS Scale Customs, established 2017 on the front of my workbench. I got graffiti on my workbench. I got spills and smears and this. It's just like... It's you can't replace that. No, I wouldn't. I would build upon it. I would add to it, but I would never get rid of that workbench because I, I love it. So that's what I would do. I would just deck it out with a nicer stuff all around it. What about you, boy? Oh man, um, not models. Oh, I would also buy a three D printer and um, and three D extruder. Yeah. Uh, and I would buy a laser cutter. I would buy a laser cutter too. So that's if money was For no option. Sure, I buy a laser cutter. If money is no option, I mean, uh, definitely it would be. I mean, this I means, would replace my work. This is like no doubt about this is that. like you wouldn't have to work. You don't need to worry about working. You can just blow your money. You have no budget for anything. Yeah. 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 Laser um, cutters. We'd have laser cutters running. We'd have. We'd have uh, a new basement. We'd have everything. I probably, I'd probably build. I would probably no longer have the layout in the basement. Um, I would have a would separate be, building. It would be a separate uh, a building, uh, pole building type thing, or garage. So not a garage, even just a building, and um, maybe have a garage door on it. Yeah, for ventilation, that type of thing. And, um, but with a huge workbench in there, area in it, and then of course it'll be a separate entire structure. Right, right. Um, money is no object. I mean, um, Doug Fuscalis comes to mind. Wow. Yeah, you know? right. But a building like that would be awesome. Like a pole barn. I'd be big enough. I would definitely be big enough. Almost like a little pole barn for oh, yeah. just for your work yeah. area. Yeah, it'd be perfect. And um, uh, yeah, that that is uh, that's definitely something that would go with. Yeah. All right. Next up. Ken Anderson, I'm not sure if this has been discussed in the past. When your structures are complete and ready to install on the layout, are they set in are they set in dry or attached using glue, pinned in with wires, screwed in or whatever method, if any? Being in a modular club has challenges that home layouts normally don't have to deal with. Um, we've never actually. I mean, a few of our buildings. You can chime in too, Dad. A few of our buildings are not movable at this point because we've set them into a uh, a setting, right. a setting right. whether it's like in some rock or yeah. like some of the seaside structures. We've right. the pilings for the seaside structures are embedded into the rock, and right. they're embedded into the Mod Podge waves in the water. So we're never going right. to move those. The structures can be lifted off of the docks and the and right. that, but the, the the docks and stuff and the piers they're we all, have to redo all that. they're in there forever. We're going to break them off. Um, right. So we have a couple structures on the layout that are They're permanent. that are permanently in place. However, I, I here's the thing for me: I feel that if we had to get them off, I could get them out. They okay? would. They would. We would make it work. Yeah, we would make it work. I could. I could save them. 
However, I have to do it. I, I, I feel that they have to be done. I am not going to bump into the thing or bump into something and knock a bunch of them off or, you know, shake it somehow. And then the layout shakes, I don't know, somehow. And um, all of a sudden, all the buildings have to be realigned and screw that. I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to walk around all the time straightening things up and things. I want it's, it's got to be there. It's going to be it. It's, it's glued. It's glued. You know. Right. Um, so I mean, I also I, don't, I highly doubt. I, I don't want them to be moving around, but at the same time, I don't want them to be permanently stuck. If we can, if, right. we, if we can avoid permanently sticking a structure to the to the base, I will. Right. I mean, I want it yeah. to be secure enough where it's not moving. But I don't want it to. F- sure. I don't want it to be so secure that we have to destroy it to m- remove it. Right. Exactly. Um, so there's that. Um, but we don't really have a specific method. It's just, it's just making sure it's secure. Now, obviously, we're not moving our layout around like you are, and you said with right. with modular stuff, you need to make sure it's pretty. It's got to be pretty set, pretty solid. So. Um, sure. we don't have that. Uh, we, you know, it's not going to be moving, but that's a good question. Uh, but for us, it's really just whatever makes that structure stay the most while we're reaching over or around it to work around it, to make sure it's not going to move. That's best for us, whether that be yep. lightly tacking it down or building a foundation underneath it that lets it set in place, um, yep. secure enough to move around it without bumping it, uh, off, off its foundation. But at the same time, we don't want to have to i'm not going to be in this house forever so we are trying to build it also knowing that we can lift this so stuff up it. later yeah yeah so that's how we got that and last one lynn is not really a question but he uh had a thing he wrote a little thing about how he didn't have really a topic this week and he had tagged he put the uh Link in for the uh, video of Tag Team Whoop. There it is. Which thank you, Lynn, because honestly, that might be one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, you can't beat that. That's like the old Jock Jams type of songs. And for me, you can't beat those kinds of songs. So uh, thanks for tagging us with the Whoop. There it is song because that was a little bit of a throwback for me. You know what song I'm talking about, Dad? Right? Whoop. There it is. <laughs> I love that song. Tag team back again. Check the direct it. Let's begin. Party up, party people. Let me hear some noise. Anyways, I know the lyrics know to it. Like that, yeah. Man, I know the lyrics. I could sing the whole damn song. Oh, I want to put out a thank you to George Files. Oh yeah. Um, for hanging, for showing me a picture of a shark hanging by its tail. We, it's we... not hanging by its fins. By the way, you said we, everybody made fun of me for saying he is hanging from his face. But... <laughs> Um, but uh, Dave Kuzwick sent a photo somewhere in Facebook to me. We got uh, actually of, a few people that put it was George Files and one a few, hanging by her face. Yeah, he showed but, me a picture of a shark hanging by his face. However, um, this this is a George Files showed one hanging by its tail. Now here's the thing: you said fins. The fins are the thing that stick out of the top. Of its, uh, I the, meant, the top of its thing I know. I and meant, the sides. I meant, I meant tail. Okay, you meant tail, but you know, he'd be hanging sideways if he was hanging from his fins, right? <laughs> so, okay. Which would be a funny photo. Fo- it Anyways, would be a funny picture. Thank you for sending the pictures. We had a lot of fun with that. What I did guys, mean uh, was, be a couple shorts hanging by their face. <laughs> what I did, what I did mean was upside down. Right. Right. So. uh whatever it is what it is but 
it was cool. We had, you know, five or six people sending us or tagging us in photos of uh, the correct and proper way to hang a, a shark, by the way. So when I do when I do catch that 20-foot great white or 16-foot great white, I will know how to hang it. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks. Um, so that wraps up our questions of the week. Um, and you got yep. to hear my dad and I rap a little bit of tag team. Uh, whoop, there it is. So you can't get much better than that. And we are now going to transition into our biggest workbench disasters. Not modeling disasters, but working disasters. So you said you had actually had one tonight. Did you? I did. Okay. <laughs> when you're doing a George Sellius FSM kit, you will need a lot, a lot. I'm talking like 55-gallon drum worth <laughs> of... Let me guess. Of indie ink yeah. and alcohol state. Ink wash. Okay. Yes, because this guy, man, it's in all three directions. Every step, man, everything gets dunked in ink wash. Is you're getting ink ink alcohol mix on everything. Okay. Um, I have filled the jar that I normally use already on this. I'm probably three quarters of the way done with this kit now. Maybe even further than that. Um, but, um. I have filled this jar with, I have a generally a one-quart bottle of the 91% alcohol that I use. And I usually mix it all in that big, giant quart jar. Okay? I know the right mix and how much alcohol to dump in there. Uh-huh. Uh, not uh, alcohol, ink, ink to uh, dump into the alcohol. <clears throat> Anyhow, I needed, I ran out. I was running low in my jar. So I thought, you know what? I had a moment here, and I was waiting for something to dry. Actually, I was waiting for that to dry. And um, while I was waiting, I decided I, was gonna, I have a brand new bottle up here on the shelf. I grabbed it, grabbed the ink, and I started to mix it. So I'm mixing it. What I do is I pour it in, I shake it all, I put the lid back on, I shake the sh- living daylights out of it. <laughs> and um, I just shake and shake and shake the thing until I get it mixed. And then I take a, uh, a piece of strip wood that, not necessarily a junk piece, but something I know I'm going to stain later. That's real long, one of those long stones. And I stick it down in the court thing and pull it out. And if it looks like it got a good initial staining from it, I'm good there. Right. You know, I know right, I know the darkness that I want my, my stain. And so I'm mixing it all up. I got it right where I wanted it. Put the lid back. I want to put the lid back on and screw the lid back on. And as I want to pick the thing up, I'm squeezing the bottom. Because they're not really heavy-duty plastic bottles at the drugstore when you buy that stuff. And it's squeezing out the top because I'm holding this full bottle of this ink mix. And now i got ink mix on my... Luckily, it did not land on the model. Luckily, it did not hit my phone. It was sitting there. But it did run on my cutting mat, on my hands, on my jeans. I had black India ink wash because I... Cause I Grabbed the bottle like I was like, I don't know, and I guess I squeezed it a little too much. Yeah, and uh, it was just I'm um, like, oh man, I was holding it over a trash can, gonna let it drip up, and having to wipe it all off. And I had in the ink wash all over the place. Uh, so that was my little mishap tonight. But nice, I love it. I've had I've had mishaps on my workbench with bottles of glue. Well. Let's dive into each individual one, though. Oh, okay. They, got we've got to create some stories here now. All so, right. 
I actually had one. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's done this. Have you ever had a uh, a paint, a little acrylic paint container, like the the small ones, you know, the squirt bottle ones, that the lid was open on and you didn't realize it was open and you went to shake it, and you're <laughs> and you're you're shaking it and then you realize after you shook it five or six times with some force that uh, it's now squirting paint all over you and, <laughs> and your workbench. Yeah, it's like just spurting everywhere as you're shaking it. It's just as you, as you thank, sorry for the sound effects, but just squirting everywhere as you shake it up. And then you realize like 10 seconds, not even 10 seconds, five seconds after you started that it's now too late and you've got paint all over your shirt and your pants and your workbench and there's paint everywhere. It's on the floor. It's everywhere. Um, I actually did that just recently. It was probably a couple nights ago. I was working on, um, the assassin, uh, scale house for assassin vinegar works and uh shaking up the uh white paint that i was using and looked around i'm like what the there's paint all over my hand it's on my arms what the heck because i was reading the instructions and shaking it and i looked around i looked back and i got paint all over my shirt all over my arms it's back behind me over my shoulder it was everywhere (laughs) so because this this acrylic paint i was using was a cheaper one so it's a little more watery and it just shot everywhere so that was that was my one of my recent ones. Well, I've done that with Hunter Line stain. Oh no! Yes, you went to yeah. shake it. <laughs> yes, and it went all over the place. It was on my clothes. Stain <laughs> on the floor, and it was on my workbench, and it was green. And that's an expensive it, one. It was the yeah, but it wasn't so much that. It's, Wait, was it, it was the green? Was it, a, it was green stain? Was it one of their pigments or one of their stains? It was a stain. Oh no! It a, yeah, <laughs> and it, it stained like I have this work. Uh, I have um, yeah, it's a different. This was before I bought this. I have another cutting mat now, but my cutting mat had these green stains, and they didn't want to come out. Um, luckily, I, it was reversible, so I could flip it upside down, but. But, um, yeah, it was pretty bad. I had these green blotches on my – I had a couple of green blotches on my pants. It was an old pair of shorts at the time, but, yeah. So I did that um, with um, – uh, <laughs> so I made my own India ink wash, and I put them in a uh, little ball. Oh, whoa, hit the microphone. I put it in a little um, ball container, like little old ball jars. Yeah, um, the small canning. one. Yeah, the yeah. canning jars. It's the small short one. I don't know how many ounces it is, but it's the short one. It's about th- – two or three inches tall. Um, yeah. I put in that and I, and I, I didn't have the, I, sometimes when I'm working, I'll just put the lid on it. I'll just set it on, but not screw it tight the whole way. Yeah. Um, and I like to make my India ink wash mix, um, in those because they're easy to shake up. They're easy to store. They don't evaporate. It's a good seal on the lid. They're just convenient. They're convenient to stack everything. So, but anyways, Sometimes when I'm working and I don't need to wash for a couple minutes, but I know I'm going to need it again, I'll just play. I'll place the lid, the the mason jar container lid on, but I won't screw it down. Well, here I thought I had screwed it down, and I went to shake it up after a couple hours of sitting there, and I went to shake it, and the lid flew off. And same deal. There's ink wash all over me. It went directly onto me. Everywhere, yeah. there's ink wash on the table because I threw it down. Ink wash everywhere. It soaked into my model I was working. Fortunately, <laughs> I was going to already put an ink wash on it, but it soaked all the whole way through that. Curved like a mother, and then the, right. the, it curved so bad that the bracing popped off. It was it was so bad, 
uh, I've done that. And also your hunter line, um, story remind, reminded me of a, of a similar hunter line story. I actually knocked a bottle over one time. Right. And you ever, you ever do something and somehow your reaction time is so fast that you end up somehow saving the day because you didn't spill what you thought you would spill. Yes. Yes. And you have like a miniature heart attack. Well, yeah. I had the barn red. I got that barn red down at the expo or down at the Timonium uh-huh. show in the winter. Right. I was I had it off and I went to go dip my brush back in it and I bumped it with my hand. The thing tipped over 90 degrees flat and I thought this thing was full. I swore it was full. I tipped it over almost to hit the almost hit 90 degrees flat completely over. Somehow I gra- I grabbed it and swatted it back upright and it landed it stood up. Oh man! And I only dropped like it. It barely spilled. I don't know how it didn't spill. I don't know how more of it didn't come out. But it was one of those moments where, like, almost like when you roll your ankle and you think, "Well, that's it. Just broke my ankle." <laughs> like, yep. it was, oh yeah, yeah. You have a mini heart attack. Like, well, there I go. I'm going down now. Well, yep. well, I thought that with the stain. I'm thinking, well, shit. Now my whole workbench is going to be barn red. And somehow I <laughs> somehow I grabbed it mid fall and I tilted it back up. So I don't know how I did it that fast. And I only spilled like two little drops. I was like, "Oh my god! How did I not cover myself in red stain or cover yeah. my workbench in red stain? I only got two little drops." So I did that. It's, it's the warning, man. It's the one that says, "Okay, you know what? That was your warning. Don't do it again <laughs> like that." It's the mo- yeah. modeling karma. It gives you That's one right. one chance. Yeah. Um, I'm looking it? at the sponge in my hand uh, on my workbench. Yeah. And we're to. It's a sponge, but it's oh my gosh! Like, you ever you ever see the people that <laughs> they get a piece of toast and they think he's, <laughs> they see Jesus in it? <laughs> are you? Are you? <laughs> it's like a like a, a smiley face, kind of like Mister McCoy did. <laughs> are you seeing things in your? Uh, no, it's, the, it's from where the pieces are. You know, the, I'm sorry. The, what the, the spores and the the spore holes in there. Uh, or or at, looks like a, it looks like a uh, a happy face of uh, the Mr. Kuwait man. Like it's gonna jump up on your workbench and be I like, saw it and it's "Oh yeah!" On my workbench, I'm like, "That's the weirdest thing." It's just one of those things, you know, like a cloud sometimes looks like. I'm a, just gonna forget a, a, a barn animal of some kind, you know. I'm just gonna but, forget you told me that just now, <laughs> and move on from this. Uh, you know, you've lost your mind when you start to see uh, a Mr. A Kuwait man in your in your in your sea sponge. <laughs> so. yeah that's a first uh i'm gonna have to start looking for some homes for you yeah <laughs> you're gonna be sitting there in a chair and i swear i swear i saw the kool-aid man in my sponge and then all the yeah. other people in the home are gonna be like yeah okay all yeah, right, right buddy. buddy eat your pudding and go to sleep again <laughs> <laughs> can't that guy just eat his pudding and go back to sleep like everyone else take does your meds. take your meds pal i swear i saw that kool-aid man in there Anyways, all right. Um, what's another one? Oh, I'm, oh. I'm taking a picture and I'm gonna send it to you. Yeah, what? Oh man, I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna see it. There you are. All right, fine. There you will because you'll have, you'll have to see this. No, no. I mean, I'm not Go gonna. Ahead. I'm not gonna see it in the spot. Yeah, hey, whatever. All right. So, what's another one you've done? Oh, let's talk about. We might have talked about this like way, 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 way back in the beginning of HO scale customs podcast, but remember the time this is less of a workbench mess, but a mess you made that you made 
on the layout with um, all that, uh, was it drywall mud or plaster that you poured? And you tried to smooth it out. Oh, you God. kept you kept moving that stuff around, and you're like making this big soupy mess of like. It was awful. That was down there where the uh, REA freight building was. Well, it isn't there it's now. Because our it's because our layout was we had an unlevel spot in the center. Yeah, right. It was like, yeah, and and so every time I put it down, I was like, "What the hell? I gotta keep building it, this up." It all puddled I up. A, I just want a flat parking lot. You know? Oh, that was awful. Yeah, that was awful. I had way too much of that plaster all over the place. And you and, kept uh, slopping it around with that, with that uh, trowel. Yeah. And you just kept yeah. making a big soupy, soupy mess over and over again. And it was like, yeah, it, was awful. it was way too watery. It was like soaking into everything. And I'm like, what yeah. the, what are you doing down there? And you're like, I don't know. I can't get this stuff to smooth out. I, can't, I just can't. Like, it was, <laughs> it was so bad. You did I that. I sent you a picture of the uh, sponge. Was it on Messenger? No, it's on your regular on your regular text. No, it's gonna take forever to come in. Uh, well, oh, it's coming, it's coming. All right, let's think of other some other model modeling disasters that, or workbench disasters we've had. I I don't see the Kool Aid Man in that at all. You don't you don't see that face, <laughs> big giant mouth? No. With two eyes above it. No. What the hell, man? All right, whatever. Uh, kind of. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I guess. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Weirdo. Anyhow. All right. So, what? other disasters that we've had. I know we've had uh, more. Well, I, ta- I talked about the one I had recently with my Baxters, where I had the metal rule that landed on top of the the hand-laid track and, and um, the trestle that I built. That, go, that, go, that runs through Baxter's. Luckily, only the one end of the metal, big long metal yardstick fell from the wall off the nail that I had it hanging from and landed on my thing. Luckily, it only landed on the one end and it smashed like right. some of my accessible work and the guardrails and everything else in the smithereens. And I had to replace them all as per the way it was. You know, because I'm currently trying to build this thing, and that happened. If that would have landed in any other direction, it would have smashed so much more. I mean, the building, the whole works, it could have done a lot of damage, and I was just really lucky. That was enough of a disaster for me that I was pissed just for what I did have to make because it took so long to redo it. Um, But that was a disaster. I mean, I think we've all had those kind of moments and, and such. But right, um, I think we covered a lot of them. What's another one? I I mean I've I've done the old typical like, uh, you ever set you ever set something aside where you're like okay, <laughs> there, here's all these small parts. I'm gonna put them right there. They're gonna be safe. Nothing's gonna ha- nothing's gonna happen. These small parts. I'm just gonna put them right there in a safe spot. And then you get to working, and they're over there just chilling in their safe space. And you're working on your thing. And whatever, and you move your hand over, and you bump that container, and psh, you spill your you spill your small parts all over, and they get on the floor. You ever do anything like oh, that? Oh no! Yeah. Have, have you ever done something like that? You you think like this is a safe place for that thing? I'm yeah. gonna I'm just gonna put this container of, and it's always like <laughs> it's always something like a container of like um, 
it could be it could be like a container of um, HO scale cats. There's a hundred of them. Maybe you have to paint a yeah. hundred. This is a very hypothetical situation, but like, I'd say you have to paint a hundred HO scale cats. Right? You got them in a little container, and you're going, all right. That's the safest place on my workbench to put those small, tiny little cats, little HO scale yep. cast cats. They're not gonna. They're never gonna get bumped there. And you go, all right. I'm gonna get back to work, and you're working, and you're doing your thing, and then. You go to move a thing. You go to move a, a box, like a kit you're working on, and you're clumsy. Mm-hmm. And you open it up and you flip it open real quick, and then you realize that you just now spilled all of your HO scale cats all over the place. They're all over the floor. They're everywhere. <laughs> all hundred cats are all over the place. Obviously, it's probably not a hundred cats, but it's something like that. Like, uh, you know, your your bin of uh, uh, yeah. it's like your bin of scrap lumber that you're saving for a thing. Yep. And that's the safe place for it because it's the safest place for it. Though your clumsy ass hand traveled across that was the workbench. Probably bench. the least safest. Place. Yeah, right. Your your clumsy ass hand or your elbow travels across your workbench, and boom, you hit it. And now you got yep. wood flying everywhere. And oh yeah, uh, I think there's so many circumstances where that just happened on a daily basis for us while we're working, and it's like it happens so often that we just write it off as like, well, there's another, there's another thing Did I lost. Ever- did you ever take something that you were like, I don't want to lose this? Ever. Oh yeah, I'm going to put it that special place. Yes, and then you go <laughs> now. There'll be I know where it's at. It's going to be great, and I know that's where it's at. It's safe. I'm not going to lose it. And then when it comes time for it, you can't remember where you put it. That happened to me recently. I yeah was working. Um, you had a specific place. Yeah, I just and found you put a- it there. And you can't remember. I just found a really badass um, cast chimney that I had in mm-hmm. my stash part. It was probably off another kit. I never used it. Um, I actually, it might have been. Well, it's it. It doesn't matter what kit it was off of. I have a. Everyone's got a bin of things that you don't use off of every kit because um, you change something up. I had a really cool chimney. I was holding on to this chimney for so long, and I'm like. This chimney, I'm going to use. I'm going to save it. I'm going to use it for something cool. Well, I wanted to put it on the scale house for the Assassin, Vin- Assassin Vinegar Works kit. And mm-hmm. I didn't like the... It came with like... it was. I was supposed to put like a little pipe vent out, like a like a flue vent. Yep. And I didn't like it. I wanted to put a little, a little chimney on. It's not a big chimney, but it's just a cool old looking chimney. Cast chimney I have. While I dug through it, I found it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put it on there. And I set it. I, I swear, this was like Monday night or Tuesday night, whatever night. Uh, I set it up on my workbench. I'm like, that is that part is going to go on this scale house. Set it where I thought I'd find it. And what do you know? It just disappeared. I Now, you were just talking about that. Just reminded me of it. I can't find that damn chimney anymore. I tore all my paint back out. I'm looking for this. Tore all my stuff out of the workbench off that shelf that it was sitting on. Chimney's gone. Have no idea where I put it. Who knows? Maybe the maybe you know those mice that we said that have the they take the uh, Aileen's tacky glue caps and they wear them as little uh, they wear them as yeah. little fezzes. I think they have the chimney now. They're with they got the chimney stuck somewhere. <laughs> if I tear down my ductwork, there's probably a whole... going, What the hell are those guys talking about now? <laughs> well, way back on whatever episode sixty or fifty or whatever, we talked about how you always lose the white caps to your Aileen's tacky glue bottles. No one has I the always do. no one has the cap 
the original cap to the yeah. aliens tacky yeah. glue bottle. It just they because just you never put it back on. <laughs> no, yeah. they just go. Oh, they don't go on. They don't even go on. Yeah. Once there's yeah. a little, <laughs> once once, the ball, <laughs> once the crust starts to form on the end of the aliens, like that clear yeah. gooey crust. Once it, right. you can't even get the cap back on, right? So they just disappear. But uh, right. wherever those caps are is where that chimney just went. So, um, as well as a million other detail parts. They're all in this little stash somewhere. The mice have taken them. You hear that, mice? They're listening to me now. They know. They know I know. After, <laughs> after they have these little fezzes on their head, <laughs> like they're Shriners or something. It's the alien tacky glue caps, and they wear yeah. them as their fezzes. Yeah. They're masons. You, you know, after I'm done, I while, while I record this episode, I do wear a tinfoil hat um, to keep the <laughs> to keep the mice thoughts out of my head. Anyways, no, so. I've done that as well. Have you ever... Okay, here's another good one. So, you know how my workbench is. Um, it is it is what it is. It's got its character. There's a lot of booby... I would say booby traps on my workbench. Would you agree? Yeah. Like... Yes. <laughs> there's some yes. bo- There's some booby traps on that thing. Well... No. <laughs> have, you, have you... Have you ever been working on something? Uh, and you, you set like... Uh, I'm looking right now. So, I have my... Um, my file card up high on the top left of my workbench, but it's kind of top. It's kind of a weird shape. It's hanging out over the edge. Have you ever had something that is kind of like off balance on your workbench fall from up high and hit your workbench and just explode everything else? No. Oh, no, I haven't had that. You know what I'm talking about though? Yeah. Like, yeah. so I'll bump the file card or whatever and it'll drop and it'll hit the only one thing I don't want it to hit and it'll just blow right. shit all over my workbench. That happens. No, I, that happens on a nightly basis. So I sometimes have stuff drop off. I can't say that. I had the pegboard here. So some things, sometimes, sometimes they fall off the hooks and stuff. And luckily they don't, they haven't landed on anything. And I haven't been oh, man. that have way. You, have you ever? I have had a bottle of, I've had a bottle of Elmer's glue. <laughs> With the lid off, I had it unscrewed. I had it sitting on the counter on the workbench, and I didn't realize that I must have been moving stuff around, probably a big sheet of directions or something like that, and I must have knocked it over, and I got up and I walked away, and I left the room for a little while and came back, and I realized that earlier I must have spilled this Elmer's glue, and it was glue all over the workbench. I had to scrub the glue out. Oh no! So I had to do that. Luckily, it didn't. It was not one of those model ruining experiences. But I had to wash down and clean all the tools, take tear everything off the top of the counter of the workbench, and and wipe it down, scrape it off. Some of the glue was starting to dry and harden, and uh, so yeah, I did. I did that. I've done that. So. Have you ever? Okay. Um, so this isn't necessarily a workbench disaster, and we can kind of wrap it up on this one. Have you ever? And I'm sure everyone can relate with this, even if you haven't had a official workbench disaster. Have you ever been like working on something that's so delicate that uh, you have it up there, and you're like, "Oh, this is you can't. This can't be touched. You can't move this. It's got to stay right where it is." And you get to doing something else around where you're working, and you like drop something or move something, and you. You almost drop it or bump it or drop it right on that thing. You can't. It's so you yeah. don't want it to move, and you have a mini heart attack, and you're like, "How yeah. in the how in the hell did that thing not hit that and just obliterate what I just worked on?" <laughs> have you ever had that? You're like, yeah. Like for me, it was the um, the walkover 
part of Sass and Vinegar Works, the connecting piece right. between the plant and the, the vat houses. Um, right. That was a very delicate, and you've seen it, it's, it's up on stilts, it's very delicate, it had a lot of uh, scale lumber that couldn't be bumped while it was drying, it had to be stationary for a long period of time. So I set that aside, and I'm working on something else, and uh, I, I don't know what I did, I moved something and it fell. And it, somehow it fell and it missed that whole thing that I was letting set to dry by like oh centimeters. It just right past it, hit the workbench, didn't bounce at all, just hit it, moved away from where I was working, fortunately. And I was like, how in the hell did that thing not, if that, if that moved a centimeter to the forward more, it would have just smashed everything I just worked on for the last eight hours. And I would have been down here cussing <laughs> and screaming and throwing shit and... It, 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 it would it would be the equivalent of like an eight pound weight hitting one of those spaghetti science those science project spaghetti bridges. You know, you make the yeah. bridge of spaghetti and you try and put as much weight on it as you can. It would yep. have been the equivalent of just taking a hammer through that. And I was like, oh. man, if that thing moved a centimeter to the left, it would have just blown this thing to pieces. And I'm like, yeah, how does that not? Sometimes you got to wonder like. Are the modeling are the modeling gods like? Oh no, he just worked on that for a while. We're gonna move that over there. Just blow it over an inch, you know. <laughs> you, you you just think like, man, thank God that thing didn't get smashed because uh, yeah. that would have been just an absolute disaster, and that probably would have made me quit for the day. But I'm sure we've all had that. I'm sure you've had that too. But uh, right, uh, that's really it. I mean, really, my work pl- my workbench disasters mostly have always involved paint. That I carelessly didn't seal up right, or uh, ink wash that I've knocked over, or spilled on myself. Uh, what's another? Oh, sometimes have you? <laughs> and we've talked about this before, but one common workbench disaster that I commonly have is um, the testers metal, the metal testers paint tube. Yes. Um, no matter how you open one of those things, uh, they're always erupting. Always, you never. I slam the cap on. Like you're like you're the guy at the at Hoover Dam trying to plug the, <laughs> plug the dam with a freaking piece of bubble gum, trying yeah. to live back with that thing. I mean, oh, yeah. I know, I, I know, I think we've all probably experienced that, and I know we've talked about it on the show before. Like but since I was a kid, building model cars. That's how they've always been that way. Can't, can't they design a better freaking spout? Like put a little bit of extra airspace in the tube or something. Yeah, do something that you, that you can at least every time you open it. It doesn't matter. You could be down to the last little bit. It's of wait, you know what the, you know what the most frustrating part of that is. It could be you could know that like. All right, this tube only has like one drop left. Yeah. And I only need to glue one thing. One thing. And that's it. I just need one drop. It's the end of the tube. And what do you know? You open the lid up. There goes that but that goes that drop of glue and now you're now you're SOL. You don't have you don't have any more glue left. Like I'm not kidding, you, man. <laughs> your glue bottle tube could be down to half or less. <laughs> And you don't have to squeeze it out. All you do is pop the cap off, and it's ready to go. It's ready to go. I'm ready to go. Hey, here we are. You no ready? Glue, no other glue that's made comes out of the bottle that quick. I wish Aileen's know? tacky glue came out of the bottle that quick. Oh, my God. I'm just glad Aileen's came out with a, a glue bottle that... It's upside down. I know. Okay, so 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 we don't have to wait around for it. There's all those other times I had to you turn it around. Yeah, you you you, you, you had to wait. You had to wait. It's well, not this stuff. No, this, this stuff is bad. ready to go. 
I'm but, ready. I'm ready. Here like, we go. <laughs> open the chat. Open the chat. You, op- you open the lid and bloosh. There we are. Yeah, like, I, I didn't want to put like one little drop on a piece of on a post-it. Note <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, speaking of post-it notes, you know post-it notes stop everything. Okay, you can put your wood glue on. You go to the next sheet. Then ruin the next sheet is fine underneath. White glue, yellow glue, uh, wood glue. Um. Your uh, Aileen's tacky glue, any of that stuff, um, your your canopy glue, all those types of things. Even some of your solvent-based glues like um, um, rubber cement and things like that, they, um, they're they all fine, okay? Um, even even your super glues. All right, put them on a piece of – put them on a t- post-it note or an equivalent of a post-it note, and then the next post-it note underneath of it won't – be a pro it will be perfectly clean when you go when you get to that one so when you peel one off right well not with testers that shit stains right through oh yeah it goes through it goes through like four or five layers of post yeah you're you're getting a couple of layers of post notes stuck together for that for whatever yeah and then and then the the next one you're able to use still has a a stain like i'm still here (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to let you know that as soon as you open that bottle up i'm ready to go again yeah, I'm ready. I'm ever ready. <laughs> it's like we. It's like too much enthusiasm. Tesla's glue is too much. It's like when you when you open the the cap of that glue up. It's yep. like, hey, you ready to glue some shit together? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> oh yeah. Better hurry though, because if you don't, I'm gonna start getting stringy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm god. Gonna strings, I'm gonna have strings of glue everywhere. It's gonna look, okay. it's gonna look like a cobweb down here. And then it has its twin brother. Oh, the, the 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 other glue testers yeah, makes it's the exact opposite. Doesn't glue doesn't glue squat together, and uh, think, it's the testers liquid cement. I the think <laughs> I think we like, it's I think it's just paint thinner. I used to have a bottle. I think it's just paint thinner. We were talking about it in one of our earlier episodes. I got mad. We were talking about it. I know. And, I had my and, hand, and somebody trash. and somebody actually messaged us like about it like oh well that glue's better for this and that and then and all i've never been able to get anything to stick together (laughs) i had a hard time getting two pieces of paper stuck together i'm pretty sure it's just paint thinner in a different drawer it's awful it was the most awful crap i ever used but but um uh, man i i I just had i just get the biggest kick out of every damn time it doesn't matter how much is in the tube brand new old doesn't matter as soon as you open that tester's tube it's just like here it goes i'm here <laughs> I just—it's like the Uncle Eddie of glue. Yep. <laughs> oh, you want to glue some shit? I'm ready. Here we go. I wasn't ready for you yet, though. It don't matter. I'm ready to glue now. It just keeps coming out. And you know what else is funny? Every time I don't know—I <laughs> don't know how to explain it, but every time I have have a bottle of testers glue. After like five or six uses, there's like that crown around the edge of it. Yeah, there's like, like that gooky gook. It's like it's, the cat. It's, the cat. It's the cat. It doesn't even clog it. The cap. You still get more out. It will never clog. The cap. The, the cap will never go on the same. It never goes the whole way down ever again. It's always like. Yeah. It's always like a half an inch off the end of it because it's yeah. so clogged. You can't ever. 
you know why? <laughs> You're afraid to move it off because to get no, rid of it. Time, because, no, 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 but just you, the, the you problem. You peel it off because if you peel it off, you're gonna have to squeeze it. gonna run out. <laughs> you're gonna have to squeeze the tube more. You're gonna have to hold on. You're gonna have to hold the tube. <laughs> In order to get that, in order to get that crust off the container of it, you can get to hold the tube firmer, and then it's gonna squeeze uh, more glue out, and you're not. It's awful. Uh, oh, it's so it's so bad. It's like it's like barnacles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like glue barnacles. Tesla's glue barnacles. Well, you're stuck on there forever because you don't have enough time when you when you take that cap off the top to peel it off, and it's already squirting it out again. <laughs> it's gonna be like, like that science project, uh, science project volcano. Stop rolling all over the place. That. Yeah. You know, like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but you know when you put the cap on it, you're just squeezing more down into the end. It's, yeah, it's like the guy in the just... oil well. He's got to be covered in oil before he gets the cap on the thing. Oh my god. How do we get onto that rant? Oh. I don't know. We're I think, talking about disasters, man. That's, uh, that's a disaster in a four-inch oh, tube. One disaster in a four-inch tube right there. You don't think over the last, like, 40 years of that stuff, they couldn't have made a better tube for that? Yeah, it's the same, it's the same crap when I was a kid. I'm 55 years old. Well. Oh. Oh. It never, it never got better. It never got. It's always the same. It's always done the same thing. Like I said, you only have <laughs> time to actually work. Good working time with that. The working time has expired on that thing in five in five minutes or less. You have, oh you yeah. Have that more on that little puddle of excess. Have you ever? And then, and then, God forbid, it doesn't set right, and you got to separate it. And now there's like a whole bunch of strings in between oh, yeah. the buildings. And yeah, uh, and you got to spend the rest of the next 15, 20 minutes cleaning that up, picking that stuff out. Yeah. Or like a little knife blade scraping it down. So yeah, oh, well, that's the thing. So, oh man, I'm so glad we had that good laughing session about that. That was awesome. Yeah, clean um, out the sinuses. So anyhow, anyways, um, I got a winner. Oh yeah, we got to talk contest. about that contest. So what's your who's yes. your winner? Well, we had a couple people email is us. Mark Fume. Okay. Um, he is uh, the winner this week for uh, the publication. He chose, uh, and there were a lot of them, and there were a lot of good ones, and some of them picked the same thing. So uh, as a result, because some of them picked the same thing, I didn't choose those because I thought it would be too hard to, to do so and be fair about that. Right. So uh, I went with his. His submission, he says, my submission, Main Two Footers, is, is the book by Linwood Moody, 1959. So it's an old publication. A quaint survey are the two-foot-gauge railroads in Maine. Huh. Complete with descriptions of routes, buildings, operations. What a cool book. And most importantly, stories uh, about the people who work these railroads. Picked it up for two bucks at a local train show. So this guy got a bargain, too. And um, it, it sounds very interesting. I might even try to look into it. If it's 1959, they may not even publish it anymore, you know, being it's so old. Yeah. Uh, well, the, mag However, the magic of the internet, you might be able to find it. Yeah, it's just 60 years old. It's, but still, I mean, um, it's, uh, yeah, the magic of the internet, it's, it's probably out there somewhere. In fact, I might try and look for it. But, but anyhow, uh, he is the winner. This next week's contest is going to be based uh, on what our subject was tonight, and that is 
your disaster. I want to hear your disaster. So you're going to have to take some writing skills on this one. I don't necessarily expect to see photos because nobody's going to take a photo of their disaster unless they're going to stage it live. And in that case, you might as well because I might get a kick out of that. But um, I'm going to say uh, write out your uh, your disaster and uh, sit there for a couple minutes and, and give us a little write-up of your worst disaster. We're going to we're gonna take the, uh, the the best one we got, and um, there will be a winner next week of a Railroad Kits kit, uh, uh, courtesy of Railroad Kits. Right. And, and um, um, all of the <clears> – <throat> I know I, we said last week there was a backlog on some of the shipment for our prizes. They are all out the door as of okay. yesterday. So okay. um, we caught up. We're all caught up. Everything's good to go. So uh, everyone should be receiving them now or very soon. Um, anyways, I just want to let that, I just want to let you guys know. Huh. So we, we 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 were waiting on some new kits to arrive to hand out as prizes or to resend out as prizes. So um, everyone should have right. their kits here in the next couple of days if you are waiting That's on good. one. And then. Obviously, our new winner, you will have yours here very soon. So um, make sure that you email us the your info, your info, or message yes. us on Facebook. Yes. So, yes. anyways, the so thank the, you, Mark. The, uh, Mark Rium. Yeah, Mark. Make sure you reach I guess out. I'm to, saying that right. R e r h e a u m e. Reem yeah, Reem or Reem? Yeah. yeah it's, it's it's like French Canadian. I knew there's some French Canadian hockey players that had that last name. Yeah. I think it was Reum. Well, either way, correct us on your email and give us your shipping information, and we'll get you a kit. Um, We are all caught up, like I said, on kits, so sorry for the delay in your kit if you have not received one yet as a prize, but um, they they already went out, so they are on the way. They're on a truck somewhere. Who knows where? They're in Albuquerque, whoever. Whoever has them on the Postal (laughs) Service, they got them. Um, This week's contest, you can email us at podcast.hscalecustoms.com or tag it on our or I'm sorry comment with it on our um pin post on our Facebook page as well and uh you'll get entered to win you make sure you have that in by next Wednesday at 11:59:59 p.m. so we can choose a winner um that's it sounds good do you have anything else no sir all right cool we're going to call it a wrap uh we did not do a toolbox talk for the midweek episode but we will do a toolbox talk um, this weekend. We'll do a toolbox talk this weekend. We'll have one up. We will have yeah. one this week. We promise you guys. We had a busy week. Um, we, had a busy we had a crazy ass week. Yeah. Uh, just ridiculous stuff going on. Yeah. So uh, a lot going on with family stuff, and we did not do a toolbox talk midweek. But we promise you this week there will be a toolbox talk. So look for that sometime this weekend. Right. Um, that's it. Awesome. Next Happy- week's guest uh, is you know, we have uh, Jeff Grove from uh, yeah. Carolina Craftsman. We haven't had so. Jeff on in quite some time, so that'll be yep. fun. Yep. It'll be a lot of fun. We and can talk got, about he's the got a new uh, kit coming out, and uh, we want to talk a little bit about that. And we're also going to hit on the uh, Craftsman Courtyard on the Craftsman Courtyard. So. so that should be a fun episode. As always, we haven't had Jeff on in a while, so it's going to be good to catch up with Jeff, see how he's doing, and. Uh, right. um, I mean, we stay in pretty good contact with Jeff, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, but I mean, we haven't talked to them on the yeah, show, on the and show. Uh, it'll be fun to get them back on. So um, we look forward to doing that next week. As always, guys, have an awesome weekend. Happy modeling, you fine scale freaks, and we are going to log off for the evening. Later.